By nature, I typically exhort and preach. Today, I'm going to throw in a little bit of teaching. I don't want to bore you with that, but uh, I hope that it is not boring. Anytime it's boring, let me know and I'll stop. Um, I, I do want to throw in some teaching uh, this week, next week. I'm really excited about that. God is moving. I want to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, today, I want to talk about the purpose gifts of the Spirit, that God has given you gifts for purpose, on purpose. And I want to share that with you today. If you'll pray with me right now, my teaching looks a, a bit like preaching, exhorting, uh, coaching, and a little bit of teaching, kind of all mixed up together. You know what I'm saying? So uh, let's just pray. The Holy Spirit, he's been moving last night, this morning, and uh, oh, I just checked my phone. It's Seattle is, and Vikings, just teasing, Craig. Just teasing. I did not check my phone. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for a beautiful church. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here. You make us brave. I pray there's someone here today that doesn't know you. I don't pray that they don't know you. I pray that they, they do know you. But in my prayer right now, I just sense there's ones in here that's not walking with you. And Father, I thank you that you've brought them here for such a time as this. I pray you touch them right now, right in their very guts, right in their very heart. That they would know you this day. Not a resolution, but the solution of life. Jesus Christ. Father, breathe upon this word now. Anoint this time. Give us ears to hear. Heart to receive. Transform us from the inside out. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Robert Morris, a, a pastor that Radian and I have sat under before, he says this, God needs you. God don't need you. God has chosen to need you. I want to say that this morning in reflection to the gifts of the Spirit that I'm going to be talking about. Seven purpose gifts. You see, the type, that pattern that I speak of that God needs you, God don't need you, God's chosen to need you, is throughout the entire Bible. Think about Noah for a minute. Does God really need Noah to build an ark? To save humanity? Cannot God save humanity? He chose to use Noah. Does God really need Moses to deliver the, the Israelites out of Egypt? Does God really need a stuttering, older, insecure man to do that? No, but he chose to need him. Does God really need David to go and slay old jungle breath, uncircumcised Philistine Goliath? Does he really need David to do that? Could he not kill Goliath? God's chosen to need us. God's chosen to need David, Saul, Paul, David, Moses, you name it. Tell your neighbor right now, he's chosen to need you. So therefore, God gives you gifts. God gives you, there's not a person in this room right now not one person in this room that God has not given gift. The seven gifts that I'm going to talk about today, God has distributed in this room. There's not one person in this room that I believe, with all my heart, that you don't possess one or more of the gifts that I'm going to be sharing with you today. Why? Because they're purpose gift, gifts. Why? Because God has great purpose for you. 
And in order for you to fulfill the great purpose in your life that he has for you, you've got to operate in the gifts that he's given you. Purpose gifts to fulfill the very purpose that he's placed you on earth for. You're not here just to make money or, or do something secular-wise. God has called you. He's put gifts in you. He wants you to be armed and dangerous with his gifts, cock-locked, ready to rock in any day, any moment. He wants you to be ready in season and out of season to be used by him with the gifts that he's distributed in this room. There's not one person in this room. I pray that there be a great awakening today. Why did he dis distribute the gifts? Because he's chosen to need us. The very gifts that I'm talking about today is from the very nature of God. Every gift that you will ever possess comes. God possesses them all. And he shares them with you. And we're going to talk about those today because I believe that God wants to do something so beautiful in, in here with the gifts. See, the gift is given to you, but it's not just for you. Now, now the gift will bless you. When you're operating in your gift, you're going to be fully alive. You're going to be thriving, man. But it's not just for you. The gift is for those around you that you can bless them. You walk upon someone that's down and out and you give them a word and it changes their life. You bring light to a dark place. You come and you give them a word of encouragement that may save their life that day. You, that you come and you share the gospel with them and all of a sudden their life is turned around. God is giving you gifts. And he wants to release them in this room, I believe, even today. Would you receive that with me today? Come on. Listen, there's one prerequisite, prerequisite when it comes to gifts. There's one thing that, you, that, 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 that goes before the gift. There's one thing that's got to be mixed with a gift, and it's called faith. Everyone say faith. Without it, you cannot please God. Impossible. Without it, you can't operate in your gift. Because, see, it takes faith. It takes the mixture of faith in order to release the gift in you. It takes the mixture of faith in order you to even believe that you have a gift or gifts. It takes the mixture of faith for you to receive them and to release them and walk in them. You've got to mix it with faith or you'll walk out of this room the same way that you walked in. And that's not, listen, every time we gather as the church, the community, the body of Christ, I pray God, faith would remove mountains and faith would be deposited. Faith would come from hearing the word of God. Faith would increase. Our lives would be changed because of faith. You got to mix it up. Tell your neighbor right now, mix it up. Tell them that one, mix it up, baby. You got to mix it up with faith. Got to mix it up today. Like anything, you can approach the gifts like the ten spies or the two spies. You can approach the gifts like the ten spies and go, Oh, they're, they're not for me. Oh, I'm just a little grasshopper. Oh, there's giants. I can never operate in God's gift. You can approach gifts like that. Never be used. Just you and Jesus. Or you can approach it like Joshua and Caleb. We can approach about anything like either of those two. We can approach worship like the ten or the two. 
We can approach a building program like the 10 or the 2. We can do so many things. We can approach the rally like the 10 or the 2. But you know what? We're going to approach it like the 2. That God has great things intended for you and I. And he has gifts for you that he wants to re release in and through your life. Put up there the 25 gifts if you would. Uh, I, I'm not going to preach on all these. I'm going to hit on some of these today. Seven purpose gifts today. Nine, hopefully nine, power gifts next week. But if you look at those, I'll just breathe through them just for a minute. Word of wisdom and knowledge. Faith, healing. Uh, gifts of healing, works of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues, helping, administration, ministry, service, teaching, encouragement, giving, leadership, mercy, apostolic or apostleship, evangelism, pastoral guidance, grace. Here's one. Willingness to face martyrdom, hospitality, and one that I do not possess, celibacy. I, I got children, man. Paul writes. Is that so bad? Paul writes to the church of the Corinth. And he talks about his passion for the gifts. You may have came to a, from a church that don't talk about the gifts. I'm, I'm sorry about that. We're not going to rip out scripture, words, one word, verses, pages out of the Bible. Because every bit of Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The word of God is alive. Because someone doesn't understand something, don't degrade it, don't disgrace it, and don't say it's not for today just because you don't understand it. God wants to bring great understanding to his word. He wants to bring it ongoing to us as we study and, and dive into the word, rightly dividing the word of God. He wants to bring knowledge to us to understand his word. Look what he says, 1 Corinthians 12, 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. God doesn't want anybody in this room, any believer on the face of the earth, to be ignorant of God's gifts. Ignorant is not to know. Ignorant is also to ignore. You can know and you're like, ah, don't really understand that. Ah, just let me just skip over that. Let me speed read that. Not to know or to ignore. Um, Hosea says this, my people are destroyed. For what? People taking out machetes and machine guns and hand grenades and nuclear. Nope. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. God wants us to have amazing knowledge when it comes to his gifts. The Holy Spirit may be someone new to you, and the gifts that I speak of today may be somewhat new to you, but to be very honest with you, the Holy Spirit is not new. He's been around since the beginning, and the gifts are not new. And I think that he wants to distribute and awaken them in some of us. Vince Lombardi, how many uh, Green Bay Packer fans do we have here today? One, two, three, four, five, six. It's the Green Bay Packer side. 
Vince Lombardi, he took over. They brought him in, just an absolute jacked-up Green Bay team, all downtrodden. And they bring him in to, to coach the organization. And uh, he comes in. The previous year, the team had won one game. Okay, And so the coach called for the team meeting, and he says this. He says, this is a football. That's what he said. He, this is not elementary, middle school, high school, college. This is NFL players. This is a football. And what he was doing was getting them back to the basics, right? So I want to get some of the things that I'm going to be talking about may be new to you, but it's not really new, but it's some back to the basics, just what God has for the church. I can't do this. This is the Holy Spirit, but he is here. He's in me. He's inside of you. Let me say something else about the gifts. Can you come up here for a moment? Let me say something else about the gifts. Since I got a football in my hand and it happens to be playoffs, let me tell you what you typically do with a football, what comes very natural. You what? You catch it. Say that with me. Let's try it again. What do you do? You catch. Sometimes when it comes to spiritual things, it's better caught than taught. Okay? Sometimes I can teach, 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 but if you don't caught it, it goes right past you, right over your head. Not because it's intellectual, it's just that you haven't caught it. Now, what God doesn't want you to do, don't catch, God doesn't want you to do this with the gifts. Spirit of God. Now, don't do this with the Spirit of God. Come on, everyone say catch it. Some things in church is not taught. They're better caught. Amen? Thank you so much. Go ahead. You can flash as you go down. Pretty good hands for a Minnesota Viking, doesn't it? That's not... That's not a... I didn't mean that bad at all. <laughs> Say anything around here, you think it's a slam. I thought it was very... Got, guy's got great hands, and he does. You ought to see him play turkey bowl. He's scary. Holy Spirit, I think he wants you to have a relationship with him in a beautiful way. If you've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, I highly recommend that. He wants you to open the gifts that he has. He wants you to pull dorm, dormanted gifts off the shelf and be released. You know what the Holy Spirit does? The Holy Spirit builds kingdom of God champions. You may say, well, that sounds a little arrogant. It's not arrogant at all. Let me tell you why. Because the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, and he's a champion. And you need the Holy Spirit. And as you walk in him and allow him to introduce these gifts to him and have a relationship with him, emerge yourself into him. I'm going to let you know right now, he wants to build kingdom of God champions in this room. We need champions in this day and time. I love reading about the Holy Spirit. I love reading the Bible. I love reading books about the Holy Spirit. I'm reading a book right now. I'm going to bring a lot of information out of that book today. And I want honor to go where honors do. The writer of it is Mahesh Shabda and his wife, Bonnie. I've known him for many years. I don't know him uh, personally. I've sat under his ministry. I mean, in a, in a room. But it's not like I'm friends with him. But I've always admired him. Uh, he's a man of faith. Uh, Radian and I sat under his ministry probably right when we first got married and I want to talk to you I'm going to use his book today getting to know the Holy Spirit if you want to read a good book that's a very 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 good one usually when people write books 
They write from their gift bent. So he writes from his gift bent about the Holy Spirit because he's such a friend of the Holy Spirit. And I like to read books that way because it's about the Bible, but somebody may have a beautiful revelation that I don't know about, knowledge, information, that they've tapped into by the Spirit of the living God. And I would say that he is one of them. He breaks down the gifts in three areas. He breaks them down in seven purpose gifts that I'm going to go through today. And that's where I'm going to kind of teach this Walk through you the seven purpose gifts. There's not a person in this book, this room right now that does not have a purpose gift. I believe that with all my heart. Then there's nine power gifts I hope to cover next week. We'll see how it goes, but I hope to be able to cover nine power gifts next week. And then the five person gifts. That's the five-fold ministry, apostle, evangelist, preacher, teacher, etc. I don't know if I'm going to cover those during this series, but I want to cover the seven purpose gifts today, J.O., I don't have a gift. Yes, you do. You have one or more gifts. You may be multi-gifted. You have at least one gift. And God wants you to see that today. J.O., I'm not aware of the gift. You know why? Because you're somewhere in the future and you look much better than you do right now. You're somewhere in the future and you look much better than you do right now you're somewhere in the future and you look much better than you do right now you're somewhere in the future and you look much better than you do right now jay i'm a guess and that is very strange you need to let it get in your spirit because you are somewhere if you don't know jesus today you're somewhere in the future and you look much better than you do right now if you're going through something in life, you look much better than you do right now. You're, you're somewhere in the future. Let me tell you what I read yesterday off the Facebook. Uh, I'm friends with a guy named, pastor named Patrick uh, Kitely, and he pastors a church, an amazing church in Oakland. He said this, God can call those things that are not as though they are because, he spelled it C-U-Z, because he is already in the future where it already is. Let me get that. Let me, let me read that one more time. God can call those things that are not as though they are because he's already in the future where it already is. God's not bound by time. He's the Alpha and the Omega. I remember the very first time that I stepped out of the boat. We need to pray over new city group leaders after your message. <laughs> That's a way to get an announcement to me, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Please forgive me. We're going to stay right in the spirit, and we're going to pray for them afterwards, okay? Bobby and Seth, you've got to remind me, because I, I won't remember even afterwards, because I get all excited about this message. Are you with me? Let's get back. Let me... What was I saying? I remember the first time I preached... It probably was the worst sermon in the entire world. I was more scared than a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. I was like, why in the world would you want me to preach? But you know what? If you're going to operate in your gift, you've got to step out of the boat. going to step out of the boat. We're going to step out of the boat today. You're going to step out of the boat. You've got to step out of the boat. I'd rather be a wet water walker than a dry boat talker 
any day. But you can go ahead and be a dry boat talker all your days of your life, just like the other 11 disciples. Or you can be like Peter and get out of the boat. Jay, I might sink. Hey, you're going to be out there with Jesus. I might sink. He'll he'll pull you out of the water. Come on. Come on. Step out of the boat in your giftings. What holds us back? Well, not knowing. Not recognizing them. Not realizing them. Fear. Everyone say fear. Oh, I just never could preach. I could never. I remember the first time I prophesied. And the prophecy probably went something like this. I stood up and said, Jesus is coming back on a white horse. <laughs> the Bible says prophesy according to your faith. That's about where my faith was. But you know what? It was a true prophecy. He's coming back on a white horse. He's coming back, you guys. But I'm just saying that you've got to start somewhere with the gifts. I, I, I've, I've, hey, listen, called people out of words of knowledge and what have you. It's spooky. Because why? You're out on the water. But lives are changed when you're out on the water. God meets you when you're out on the water. God works through you. Why? Because you're operating in faith. Man, don't sit in the boat. Reason. Oh, one plus one is two. It doesn't add up, J.O. Just got a reason, reason, reason. Man, come on. It doesn't take any faith to reason. God wants you to step out of the boat in the area of giftings. And the gifting, everything that you do is through your gifting. Listen to me. Everything that you do is through your gifting. When you read a book, you read it through your gifting. When you're working in your secular job, you work it through your gifting. When I'm preaching, I'm operating through my gifting. When I read the Bible, I read it through my gifting. Everything. Everything you do, you, you may not even know what your gifting is. It's operating through you right now, but God wants to take it, I think, to a whole nother level during this time. One of the things that you have to do with your gifting is this. Recognize. Everyone say recognize. You need to recognize the gifting inside of you. Recognizing means to identify something. You need to identify the gift that God's put in you. Listen to what Mahesh Shabda says. The church is a living organism. How many of you know that? We're a living organism. And the way to grow successfully is not so much organized as it is to recognize. Are you with me this morning? The way that you grow is to recognize instead of just organize. Uh, God recognizes the gifts inside of you. Other people recognize the gifts inside of you. And I think he wants you to recognize the gift inside of you. Listen to this scripture. I love to use the scripture because it shows the Trinity. And why is that so important to me? Because God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is all one, but they're different. They function differently, but they're still one. So I think God wanted to use the Trinity here to state that there is one body, but there's all kinds of gifts, all kinds of ministries. There's different characteristics and qualities in each every one of us. Listen to what it says, 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6. There are diversity of gifts, but the same spirit. Okay. I got three. I need about 300 more going with me. What does it say? There are diversity of gifts, but the same spirit. Ooh, thank you. There are diversity, differences of ministry, but the same Lord. 
And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same who works in all in all. So you see God the Spirit, God the Son, God the Father in that scripture, all the same, all diverse. I think that's how the body works, the church. We're one body, but in this room right here lies all those 25 giftings that I spoke of earlier. Today, as I go through the seven purpose gifts, I believe you're going to recognize gifts in you and those around you. I could put names to every one of these gifts that I share today. But with every gift, there's characteristics, but there's also weaknesses. So I don't want you to go, well, he said he was a prophet, therefore, you know, he's this, this, and this. But as I go through these giftings, and I think as I read them, you're going to see the gifting that's inside of you. What, why do I do that? Because I think God wants to blow he wants you to realize it, recognize it, but blow it, the dormant, the dust off your giftings so for you to operate. Where are the seven giftings mentioned at? They're out of Romans 12, 6-8 on the Sky Bible. It says this, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Everyone say given. given. So it's something that's given to you. Okay, It's not earned, something that God has given to you. And it says this, let us use. Everyone say that with me. Let us. God wants to use these gifts. He wants to use the gift inside of you. He says, if prophecy, let us prophesy in portion to our faith. Faith is a major key. Because you have to mix it with faith. If not, you'll walk out of this room the same way that you walked in. But if you're willing to take a step of faith and to recognize and say, God, Activate the gift inside of me. I'm willing to step out of the boat. You will come alive. If prophecy, let us prophesy in the proportion to our faith or ministry. Let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches and teaching, he who exhorts and exhortation, he who gives with liberality, who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Listen to this quote by Mahesh Shavda. It's beautiful because it talks about these seven purpose giftings. These gifts are prophecy, service, teaching, ex, uh, exhorting, giving, leading, and mercy. Each one expresses a unique aspect of the nature of God. See, all seven purpose gifts are already are in God, and God shares them with you. You're made in the image of who? God. Say that with me, God. You're made in the image of the Father. You're made in the image of God. And what does he do? He shares his image with you. He shares his giftings with you. Why? So that you can work, he can work them through you to reach this world. So look at this. Each one is expressly, expresses a unique aspect of the nature of God. He puts them in a uniquely designed personality to express his nature. They offer insight into the primary way we view the world. And they interact with it with each other. Nobody knows you better than you. God has designed you as a specialized package of destiny. He crafted your particular personality as a container for supernatural gifts. Discovering your purpose gift is directly connected to recognize what makes you thrive. To feel alive. And to experience true fulfillment. How many of you would like to thrive? How many of you want to feel alive and to walk in the greatest fulfillment 
that God has for you all. How many of you would want to do that? I I'm so glad that some of you raised your hand. I believe when you raise your hand, you're like, that's me. I believe you have a Caleb Joshua spirit. I believe you're saying, hey, that's for me. I'm taking that right there. There's something about just a faith statement like that that makes a difference. That's me, J.O. I'm doing that. I want it, Jesus. I, I believe it, Jesus. Come on. So who wants to feel alive and thrive? And come on. I know you do. Everyone in this room has one of these gifts, and God wants you to operate in them. And, and, and listen, any of you can operate in any of these gifts at any time. When the anointing of God comes upon you like he came upon Samson, like he came upon other men and women of God, you can be used in any of these giftings. But I believe that you have a very specific gift that God has put inside of you. See, when he blows upon you, you may not normally... Walk in gifts of healing. But anybody can heal anyone at any time when God operates through you and you operate in the principles that the words teaches. Are you following me? But then there are some people who are just absolutely, they got a gift of healing. And so forth and so on. So like prophecy. Prophecy. All of a sudden the spirit of prophecy fall in this room. Everyone can prophesy. And, and the Bible actually encourages that. I've never prophesied, J.O., and that's kind of strange. I don't know about the prophecy. Well, read the Bible. God desires us all to prophesy. That encourage. I'll get to that in just a minute. But that doesn't mean that you're a prophet. So there's a difference. So I want to talk about the seven purpose gifts. Purpose gift number one is prophecy. Say that with me, prophecy. The primary purpose of this gift of prophecy involves perceiving right and wrong and speaking truth. A prophet or someone that operates in that gifting and that calling, they are really usually hardwired black and white. They usually are strongly opinionated. Uh, they uh, can hear on behalf of the church on behalf of themselves, on behalf of their family. They're usually extremely sensitive, can be outspoken. They have strong convictions. They're uncompromising to God's word, and that's a beautiful thing, okay? But there's cautions with those who have a prophetic gift. They're, un they're unyielding to others' opinions. It's like, hey, it's my way or the byway. I've heard from God, and that's all there is to it, okay? Well... You know, the Bible says we hear in part. We don't always hear perfectly. New Testament. You don't stone someone when they prophesy and it's not perfect. This is not Old Testament. This is New Covenant. And we hear in part. Okay? Aren't you glad for the grace? All right? Amen. They can be judgmental. They don't have to be, but they can be. They have high standards that typically they may not be able to reach or no one else around them. But this is... The, the calling, the gift of a prophet or someone who prophesies, it's a wonderful thing. And you may say, I've never been around that. I've never heard of that. I've never been in a church. But listen, the Hollywood has absolutely twisted that. I won't say Hollywood. That, that would maybe not be good. Let me just say there, those who read palms, tarot cards, and all kinds of things, let me tell you, where did that originally come from? I'm telling you, it's a perversion of what God intended. It's a perversion. What's perversion mean? Twisted. You know, the originator of truth is from God. And he wants to use the gifts 
in a good godly way. Not to read someone's poem and future, even though prophecy can speak to the future. It's not weird, okay? Everyone say, it's not weird. It's Bible. It's beautiful. And God wants to, uh, us to operate. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 19-21, Do not quench the Spirit. J.O., I don't typically know too much about the Spirit. And he said, don't, don't quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. Here's a beautiful scripture about New Testament prophecy. 1 Corinthians 14, 3. This is how, if I was to stand up here and go, this, this is a prophecy. Thus says the Lord, you're all going to hell in a handbasket. All America is going to hell. What? What? These people love Jesus. Serving Jesus with all their heart. Somebody come to me and they want to give that word. I go, go sit down. Why? Because New Testament, New Testament prophecy, the Bible describes it. Look what it says. 1 Corinthians 4, 3. Listen to me. But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to them. We are here to build up and cheer up, sometimes straighten up, but it's to build the body of Christ. Amen? Are you, are you feeling me today? prophecy number two service as i go through these i think you're going to be able to identify with some people in the room and even yourself service the purpose gift of serving contributes to the function of the body in practical ways people with this gift are others focus and love to give time and strength to meet the immediate needs of others here's some characteristics of service readily identifies practical needs and fills them there's a, there's a need in the nursery. There's a need at work. There's a need in the family, and they're just on it. Everyone say, get or done. They're able to get things done. They're sometimes detailed. They can be performance-driven, which is not always good. Here's the caution. It's hard for them to say no, and sometimes they can... can, 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 can. Sometimes they can... You preach three or four times. Sometimes they, sometimes they can ne neglect... Everyone say neglect, because I can't. <laughs> they can neglect family in order to help others. Service. Are you a servant? See, anybody in this room, we're all called to be servants. We're all called to be servants. But there's people in this room that actually has a gift of servanthood. They do. Look at the next one, teaching. The person with this purpose gift of teaching analyzes, organizes, and creates system for information. This person is motivated to learn, research, and share knowledge with others. They study and help others to apply scripture. They're fact finders. They're accurate. I could tell you right now, teachers in this room, I won't, because every gift has strength and every gift has weaknesses. Characteristics of a teacher, they analyze, they organize information into systems. They, major, they have major concern of using a verse out of context, which is good. They love to study, research, and able to retain knowledge. They're gifted intellectually. But, caution, they can be legalistic. That doesn't mean that they are. They can be. They can 
operate in, in intellectual pride. doesn't mean they, they do, but they can. Idealistically and can neglect practical day-to-day, okay? So t- how many of you know teachers? How many can define teaching? That's one of the gifts inside of you or maybe other people in this room. We need you. We need those who are servants. We need those who have a prophetic gift. We need teachers. Unless you operate in the gift that God has instilled inside of you, the church will never be to where God wants it to be. We need everyone operating. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm doing my very best to operate in the gift that God has given me. And I'm doing that. I feel fully alive in it, but I also do it for the body of Christ. I need you, you need me, and we need each other. Can you imagine the lethal weapon that God can create through the church as we operate in the gifts that God has bestowed upon each and every one of us? Wow. Number four, exhorting. This person with the purpose gift of exhorting or encouraging people, others, realize their full, they help others realize their full potential and value in God. This gift instills vision in folks and sets a course to get them there. They focus on helping others mature characteristics. They accept and love folks unconditionally, positive, optimistic, practical, how to solve problems, good communicators, encourages others to reach their full potential. That's some of the characteristics of someone who has a gift of exhortation. Some of you right now have a gift of exhortation. You may do it at your home. You may do it at your job. You may do it on a stage. You may do it on a team. But I'm telling you, God wants to use that, not for the world's sake, for the kingdom of God's sake, so that we can reach people. Cautions. They're overbearing enthusiasm. Seven o'clock, they're like, hey, let's go. Woo! You're like, dude, chill. I ain't even got my coffee yet, man. Go to the gym and work off some of that energy. Outspoken. And sometimes overly self-confident. Everyone say five. five. Giving. Did you know there's a gift of giving? There's not a person in this room who should not be a giver. I've said this for years. You're a giver or a taker. You're a giver or a taker. I want to let you know when you come to know Jesus Christ, you shouldn't be a taker any longer. Because it's better to give than it is to receive. So we're called to be, we're called to be givers. But there's people who have a gift of giving. They're beautiful people. It's wonderful. I love to see the gifts of God, and especially when they recognize it and they operate it. Listen to this purpose gift. The purpose gift of giving expresses itself to desire to mobilize material goods, finances, and resources for the needs of God's work and people. The giver finds joy in meeting others' financial needs. Here's some characteristics. Excellent manager of resources and investments. Generous with time, money, assets, and energy. Love toward others. They like to give anonymously. Quick to identify and meet needs. Natural and God-given wisdom for finances. I got friends who have this gift. It's beautiful. Here's some cautions. They may pressure others to do the same when others don't have the same gift. They may want to control how they give. They can uh, use financial contributions to avoid other responsibility. Like, oh, I'm just going to give. I'm not going to work at the new campus, but I'll just give. I'm not going to work in children's ministry, but I'm just going to give. 
I'm not going to go on a mission field ever. I'm just going to give. I'm never going to preach the gospel. I'm just going to give. You can't do that. Or you, you can do that, but you shouldn't do that. Okay, we're to operate in the gifts, but obedience in the other areas of our life. Amen. Amen. Are you with me today? I hope this helps you to identify how God has made you. Because when you operate in it, oh my goodness. Now, you may find that you have two or three of these gifts. You may be a cross kind of a trainer. That's okay. Paul talked about him having, I think, two or three gifts. And a lot of people do. Six, leader. Everyone say leading. leading. Me and my son between services was going, hey, we're just up here talking, going, that person has that gift. And we agreed. And that person has that gift. And he was thinking of the same person I was thinking about. They do that and they do that. And it's just beautiful to identify in people's life, to articulate it so that you can operate in the fullness. Leading. The purpose gift of leading or administration is oriented toward achieving goals, coordinating resources and people, and organizing processes. These people just love to lead. If they're in a crowd, they're going to lead. They're going to be, hey, they're going to draw, they're going to lead. Characteristics, excellent uh, delegating and decision-making. Planning projects. They see the big picture. They focus on long-term goals. Caution. They don't like or enjoy routine. They can see people as projects. They can be workaholic, and they can have a type A kind of driven personality. Number seven, last one. Say this with me, mercy. If any of you want these notes, I can email them to you, or if you go to, what's our app? Uversion. Notes will be there. You can also always listen to it on the website when the website's up and what have you. Seven mercy. The purpose gift of mercy extends compassion toward people in physical, spiritual, or emotional distress. How many of you know that we should all be merciful? His, his mercy. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy steadfastness. Oh, Lord. His mercies are new every morning. We're to be merciful. The mercy comes from God. But every one of us don't have a mercy gift. Are you feeling me? Here's some that do have a mercy gift. This is, a, this is what it speaks of. The purpose of the gift is to extend compassion toward people in physical, spiritual, emotional distress. Folks with this gift are usually sensitive to emotional needs. Will go um, out of the way to protect folks' feelings. Characteristics, gentle. Concerned with others. Drawn to the hurting. Always look for good in others. They live in shades of gray instead of black and white. Here's some cautions about if you operate in the gift of mercy. Easily hurt. Take up the hurts and offenses of someone else, which is very, very dangerous. Uh, led by feelings over facts. They may compromise their own values in order to not to hurt someone else's feelings. That's the seven purpose gifts. How many of you, with the raise of hand, you could recognize one or more of the gifts that's inside of you? Is everybody alive in the room? Let me tell you right now, you have one or more of the gifts. And maybe you didn't recognize them today. We want to pray for you. 
What do you do with these gifts? Well, I'm going to tell you what Paul told Timothy to do with his gift. You ready? Start it up! Do this with me. You know, when you stir up the gift inside of you, you know what it, do, it does? It produces life. Some of you are hurting right now because you're not operating in the gifts that God has for you. The gift is there to bless you too. You're just baggage hanging off of you, some of you, possibly. Man, that gift, when you start looking outside your, yourself to, to reach and meet other needs, when you stir up the gift inside of you and allow God, allow the Holy Spirit to operate in and through you, all of a sudden you share the gospel with someone and they get saved, you're like, wow, it worked. All of a sudden, you feel like the Holy Spirit's giving you a word for someone. You have a word of knowledge. You're like, oh, I don't want to do this, Jesus. But you step out of the boat and do it. And they're like, oh, man, I was going to commit suicide today. But that word, I was just asking God to speak to me today. And all of a sudden, you give them a word. And their life has changed forever. Oh, my goodness. You're to be an instrument of hope. You're to be an instrument of light. You're to be an instrument of love. That's why God distributes these gifts to you and I, because he's chosen to need you. Will you stir up the gift? Listen, as you have faith to believe the gift, if you ha as you have faith to receive the gift and release the gift that God has put inside of you, the church is going to be such a much better place. It's going to be just a, a place of power and a place where, can you imagine this whole church, this is just one service, all of us is absolutely operating the way that God intended you to operate. How many of you today, you're going to go to your car and you're going to tie the rope up, you're going to tie a rope to your waist and hook it to the front bumper of your car and you're going to pull your car home? No, you're not going to do that because that's not the purpose of the car. The purpose of the car is to get in it and drive it home, right? God has given you a great purpose, and he, he wants you to walk in it, and you're going to be a blessing, and I need you. And we need you. And the world needs you to recognize, to identify, to release it. Come on, fan the flame. Fan the fire. Fan the gift inside of you so the, the world can be changed as we know it through the gift that God's put inside of each and every one of us. Amen. Will you stand to your, your feet today? Thanks for listening. Heart of the City Church meets weekly on Saturday nights at 6.06 and Sunday mornings at 9.09 and 11.11. For more information, visit our website at heartofthecitychurch.org. This is a place you can truly belong. We'd love to see you this weekend.